0: Welcome to The Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is The Intoxicated Podcast. It's all coming back to me when I hold you like this, when you kiss me like like that.
1: that. They're gone like the the wind, wind, but it's all coming back to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: all coming back to me now. (laughs) Wow, we're just practicing for the next karaoke really is what's happening yeah hello everybody welcome back to the intoxicated podcast Sorry. what an open <laughs> what a what a confusing open listen what's happening mercury retrograde people it is a, it's a real thing it's a real thing it is real and it is out in full force um we're back on the intoxicated podcast here with producer sarah hello everybody are you is, are you okay with producer sarah for now, until you find a better name. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Um, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. How was your week, Sarah? My week was chaotic, but very good. Oh my gosh. Truly, but- I don't think Mercury Retrograde has hit anyone harder than you. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into the details as to why. It was just, but- it was just
1: chaos, all chaos. But, you know... Today's a new day so it's all good. <laughs> you
0: you had you had a like a 24 hours that could have been 2 weeks probably. Exactly. So it's and fine. Right. It's I, f- I feel like it's over knock on wood. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we only good. have to deal with this until the 18th. Yeah. It's fine. yeah. but like my like what I get from our
1: is over so
0: it's fine. Do you think? Or are you just putting it out there to be optimistic that yeah. nothing will happen? It's over. Nothing would. Okay. <laughs> nothing really too crazy has happened to me. Although, like, I just, I was just telling Sarah, like, I just feel like I'm having really bad memory issues right now. Like, when we sit down and do these intros, it's kind of fun to talk about, like, what we got up to that week. And I just sat here going, what did I do? What did I do this week? I actually went to see... The amazing John Dor at Yuck Yucks on Sunday, and have you ever seen John Dor do stand up? I have never. Oh, he is amazing. I'm oh so my gosh. sad that I missed him. He did well. The thing was, I knew he was at Yuck Yucks, but for some reason in my mind, I thought it was like this would have been Sunday afternoon. I thought it was the next weekend that he was there, so it wasn't really even on my radar. And then I was hanging out with Clifton, shout out Clifton Cremo. Um, and we, we were just literally sitting here in the living room, watching Norm McDonald's stuff on YouTube. And he goes, oh shit, the show starts soon. And I go, Sunday sillies? And he goes, no, John Doerr at, at uh, Yuck Yucks. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's tonight? And then I, I literally just went, are we going? We're going. And I just got my stuff and we just literally left and went to the show. Um, it was just, it all happened very fast. But it was amazing. Number one, like, he did, like, over an hour. He did, like, an hour 20 or something. Ooh. Yeah. Ugh. A long time. But one of my favorite things about watching Dondor is he he's amazing at crowd work and interacting with the crowd, but then also, like, not staying in that for too long and, like, bringing it back to jokes, which I really like. Uh, but my favorite part was nearing the end, he... Turned around and then saw all the comics watching him like he was in some sort of fish tank because <laughs> he didn't realize there was people behind him. Uh, he goes, "Oh shit, there's people back here. Are you guys all comics?" And <laughs> and then we were, we just gave the thumbs up. We're like, "Yeah." And it was just this kind of fun moment because from that point on, he would do ju- like he would say something. And he would, like, look back at us to see how we would react <laughs> It was really, like, a small thing that, like, just, it was just really cool. It was just like, yeah, we're all, listen, we're all different people. We're all different styles of comedy. We're all different levels of comedy. But, like, comedy is truly such a bonding thing. Like, you can't deny that. Even if things are rough and weird, it's still, like, when you talk to someone else who does it, you're like, we on the same page we the same type of person you sometimes know sometimes that's the only thing you have in common with people sometimes that's the only thing you have in common but the fact that you do the crazy thing like together um bonds you so that that was really cool it was really cool seeing john door but um what about yourself you had a hotel stay i did me and my mom rented a hotel downtown and she got very drunk and- <laughs> <laughs> did she <laughs> <laughs> like
1: more drunk than me and like i go pretty hard downtown but yeah she was like i'm gonna stay out until 1 a.m i don't want to go back to the hotel before 12 p.m and i was like okay mom or 12 12 a.m yeah am midnight and then i was like okay mom and she's like man sarah i'm so tired like mom it's 10 p.m (laughs) she's like i i think i
0: have to go back to the hotel now i I can't really walk straight (laughs) oh my gosh i would have loved to have seen that did you just hang out in the hotel
1: room no we went to antojo's for dinner and then after antojo's we went to the marchino social oh yeah mercantile mercantile (laughs) marchino social Yeah? i will forever call it that and we have some fancy drinks there and then we went down to a and had some drinks there that's like a good time i forget where else we went after that oh and then i went into um, the bishop cellar or whatever it's called down on bishop's landing yeah and i got us some wine i was like mom i have two cans of wine and then we went up to the
0: rooftop at our hotel wonderful and, like, had some drinks up there and just hung out and that's when she was like i need to go to bed it's 10 p.m see i love the idea of a staycation like in your own city I don't know if I'm the type to do something like that because I feel really? I I would love to. I think if I were to do it, I would have to, like, stay with someone, um, like, not go alone kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like I would just walk away going, I just spent a lot of money to, like, <laughs> stay 10 minutes away from where I live. I feel like the best case scenario is, is, like, a place, like, within an hour away or, like, kind of oat like I would love oh my god we gotta we gotta mention this we gotta mention this I would love to stay at White Point (laughs) We're, we're gonna talk with this so this was the funniest thing I fucking ever I died I literally died a death um this moment so me and sarah both of us entered this like influencer giveaway contest to like win a stay at white point free boat. like it was like a big package it was like free botox cookies a stay at white point and like a gift card to like a store like it was like a huge package anyways this influencer like made a point to be like don't worry like i won't i will never ask you for credit card information just be careful of spammers right and I'm out getting lunch, and I get an Instagram message from Craving Halifax, who I thought was Craving Halifax. Congratulations, sweetie, you're the winner! To to claim your prize, and then uh, like a bunch of steps, like how to claim the prize. I literally saw congratulations, like I didn't quite see the whole message, started celebrating. I was just like, oh my god, I'm going to White Point! And I, in my mind I'm like, Botox, like I was more excited about the Botox than the stay. Which, yeah, but, yeah, of course, <laughs> right? It doesn't surprise so me. Then I message Sarah and I go, "We're going to White Point. I won the White Point trip," and she says, "Oh my God, so did I!" <laughs> and then she goes, "But mine was spam, though." Like. <laughs> It was just the fact that you said, so did I. But it was so communically, like anyone oh else God. would have gone, no, 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 it's a spam. <laughs> but you didn't mess a beat. You just went, so did I. Well, <laughs> like it was all in caps. So I was like, so did I. Oh, my God. It was so funny. And then, <sighs> and you know, then I went and I sat down at work and I was just like, is this legit? Did I actually win? And, and all my coworkers are going, Sarah, look, like who? Who messaged you? Can you double check this? And of course, I double checked it. And uh, yeah, it was a spammer who messaged a bunch of people trying to get credit card information. And that fucking sucks because you want to know what? I would love to go to White Point. And get Botox. And get Botox. Mostly get Botox. This deep wrinkle on my forehead needs that One wrinkle. One wrinkle. But anyways, it was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it was. I had to get my friends to look at the account too, because I... Did the same thing and I was like No she only has 83 followers this, this isn't it Yeah it can't be right Right But anyways We have a new episode this week We're very excited about And a theme of this week's episode Is actually We talk a lot about music So you'll hear who your guest is soon And you probably know by the title But um we didn't get any voicemails or questions. You guys, send those in. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? What do you have to lose? Nothing. No, you, you know, you, you know, you don't have any shame, right? Like, just, 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 just send them in. What you, what you, what you doing? What you doing? What you doing? what are you so shy? Your voice, come on. What's your voice? We're you sharing can... our voice with you. So you can you be... share your voice with us. That's right. It oh, should be a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so big reminder to send in voicemails and questions to us. But um, when I was thinking about this intro, I was like, oh, music, 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 you know. And I, and I went on Reddit and I found a cool question that was on Reddit, which was essentially just like, what album do you think is perfect from start to finish? So do you have an album that is that for you? Like from start to first track to last track, perfect. I have multiple albums. Ooh. Anything about Panic at the Disco. Mm.
1: all, of, their all of them all of, of them? them all of they're them. all
0: created equal yes you can pick between them Mm-mm. Hmm. Interesting. even though order. they're all like a little bit different yeah but
1: still perfect from beginning to end
0: love that mm-hmm. was that it just playing at the disco anyone else we both kind of talked about taylor swift here oh yeah and we oh, both kind of agree. reputation see sarah thinks rep- so here's the thing I love Reputation. We talked about this in the episode. We go on a big Taylor Swift psych- like spree talking about Taylor Swift. I don't think Reputation's perfect because of the song "Gorgeous." You don't like the song "Gorgeous"? It's one of the worst ones on there. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> that
2: side, though. That's so disappointing. She gave me such
0: side eye too. <laughs> I personally think 1989 is more perfect than Reputation but I will respect your decision because Reputation is in my top three of her albums overall. I
1: do like 1989 I mean it's almost perfect but
0: I give it just, a re-listen and just remember how perfect it really is
1: mm, I think you should get Reputation listen to Gorgeous three times in a row and then tell me
0: it's not perfect. I mean it gets in my head but I just think it's right? yeah Listen Anyways, listen to this episode. We go on a great kind of whole conversation about Taylor Swift, but I think 1989. And the other one for me would be um, Third Eye Blind's self titled first album. Um, oh, yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a such a good one. Yeah. Also, Clumsy Ugh. by Our Lady Peace. Pretty perfect. Oh, my God. Clumsy? Clumsy. Yes. The whole Clumsy album. I actually saw them do it live. They did a live concert that the whole concert was just, they just did Clumsy. All the songs from Clumsy. Oh, that's the dream. Right? I know. Oh my God. But you guys, this week's lovely guest, this is a great segue into her because she is an amazingly talented singer-songwriter. This week's guest is the amazing and beautiful and wonderful Jade Bennett. And I have you to thank for this because you kind of were the one who connected me to Jade um, in the initial days of bringing this podcast back. You suggested her... You know, we, we featured Jade's song, Damned, on the first episode with Serena, and she's a friend of yours. Yeah, she's one of, like, my best friends. So, so. was that weird seeing her, like, get interviewed on, on this podcast? A little. Was it strange? Yeah. But,
1: like, I knew that she was going to be good, so. Right?
0: <laughs> and this was such a fun chat. So, like, we t- we talked about a lot of things. The main things, I would say, like, that we covered were definitely, like, breakups. We covered breakups. Sexuality. And double standards in the music industry. Uh, And hearing it from her specifically, she has a lot of opinions and feelings on on these things. So uh, it was a really, really fun chat. And uh, you got to check Jade out. She is on Instagram at Bennett Jade. Um, Please look her up on Spotify. Stream her songs. They're so fucking good. Um, We're probably going to lead into the episode with one of her songs, too. So we're going to make it really easy for you. Also, Jade is at... Nova Scotia Music Week happening on Saturday, November 6th in New Glasgow. And that's at the Best Western. And I will leave a link to the tickets for that. If you're in the area, you should go and check her out. I absolutely love Jade. She's, she, I think I have a new friend. Yeah. It for was sure. one of those podcast that guys, I walked away going, we're better friends now. Yeah. You know, you guys have the same type of personality and same views on things. So we have very similar, we agree on a lot. Um, and I mostly have this weird dream of just doing karaoke with her someday so that dream could be obtained (laughs) that dream could very well be obtained this was a fascinating episode and i hope you guys like it and make sure to follow intoxicated on social media facebook and instagram at intoxicated podcast send in your voicemails link is in the description for that and subscribe to the youtube channel leave us a apple podcast rating or review you guys do it do it but guys that's about it i hope you enjoy this week's amazing episode with the lovely and talented jade bennett Oh my goodness gracious. This is so exciting. I am so excited to have an amazingly talented lady here today. Um wow 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 what a talent. Singer, songwriter Jade Bennett. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Thank you for being here. This is cool because you your song, Damned, we featured on the first episode of the relaunch and I still fucking jam out to that song. You that do? is such a good song. So you're like the one stream? No, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. No, well, it should that. have more streams. No. So everyone stop what you're doing right fucking now. And well, go and like all of her shit on Spotify um damned what a song when did you write that I
1: wrote that in like 2016 2017 oh, I so perhaps like a, a little ago. older eh? it is older
0: what yep. inspired that song I'm curious um
1: it's about um somebody told me that they loved me like a month into the relationship and I thought that it was weird and I didn't know how to respond so it was like <laughs> I'm damned if I say I love them back but I'm also damned if I don't say I love them back, because like, like it kind of makes the relationship
0: awkward moving forward. So that, that was that's a re- that's really soon. Well, <laughs> it's is it crazy. soon though? I actually, now that I'm thinking of it, I think how old, well how old were you at the time? I was like
1: 23.
0: Yeah, that's soon. I think yeah, I think that's pretty soon. I feel like when you're older, you can move faster. It's like I'm when closer when to the grave. <laughs> Let's yeah. speed this up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is. Did you end up staying with this person? No. <laughs> Do they know that damn is about them? No. Really? Wait, maybe.
1: Maybe. They did see me play it at open mic like not long after we broke up. Is
0: is that weird like seeing people you know in the crowd? Yes. When when like when you're doing like original songs, like specifically? It's
1: like this one's for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. Oh my god. Uh, Luckily, is it?
1: yeah, it was awkward at the time for sure. But I I'm always like wonder this. over it, like you know, I'm saying it like a thousand times. I don't care, but at the time, it was weird when I first freshly wrote it. It was like, whoa, whoa,
0: it was too much. well, because you're like you're really putting a lot out there, yeah, you know? like with a song,
1: <laughs> even like with covers. Sometimes I was at karaoke. See, okay, we met at karaoke.
0: We need to talk about this because I think that there's a rule in my life which is that all roads lead back to the Fickle Frog. (laughs) If you're confused about that, it's because it's now called Kai Brady's and it's gone through like a thousand name changes. But like I used to hang out there when I first moved to Halifax, it was Gatsby's. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember that. It used to be called Gatsby's and I fucking love that place. It was was much dirtier than it is now. It's just gotten cleaner over the years and it's still pretty dirty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it really... I Not been dirty, that. like just you know what I mean, like dive bar, you know, like like how any bar is dirty, really. Um, but Gatsby's was my jam, and then Fickle Frog became my jam, right. and we would go. Our my group of friends would go every Tuesday after trivia, which we did at Rock Bottom across the street. So like yes. almost every single Tuesday, there was a couple times that we wouldn't, but like for a while there, it was like a solid year of like going every single Tuesday across the street. And we would hang out during karaoke. We wouldn't always do karaoke. But I specifically remember, like, you. I do remember you. I remember you, you too. Because you would go belt out songs. And, like, because you hung out with the theater kids, right? I
1: did hang out with the theater kids. Yes.
0: The cool kids, as they say. Well... The kids that I would want to hang out with, yeah, really, really
1: cool. I enjoy them quite a bit, right? But yeah, one of those theater kids. This is what we're looping back to. Love this. saying you ought to know to somebody that had just broken up with them, like literally directly to their face, just like I want, want...
0: you to know. <laughs> it was
1: literally Glee. It was so funny. Ah! It, it was like I will never forget this moment. It was just too much and not enough at the same time. <laughs>
0: What And they did it just full tilt, like didn't care. Did not care. Like no remorse. Pointing
1: in everything. Really? With this man that had broken up with them. It was the best thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I will never forget it.
0: That's
1: wild. That's the Fickle Frog karaoke for you. I miss those days.
0: I really miss those days, because those days were like, I was actually fun back then. <laughs> You're still fun? I'm still fun, but I'm so tired, is the thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm in my 30s, karaoke on a Tuesday, not I'm, as fun, but, you know. Not, it's just like, I don't know, the the fucking fall from, I swear to God, 32 to 34, biggest fall, in terms yeah. of in terms of energy, and just like... Just feeling older, like actually, like I my body hurts more now, and I can't move as well as I used to, and like I have no energy, and I don't stay out. Oda's late. Like I used to be a a five a.m.er. What? I used to like stay up real fucking late. Really? (laughs) Are you late night, early morning? What kind of person are you? When's your When's your glory time?
1: Um, like mid afternoon. I'm a mid afternoon person. Mm. (laughs) Don't I hate the morning? I hate late at night,
0: yeah. Okay, so late, what late time late would you, like if, if it was just like a standard day, what time would you go to bed?
1: I like midnight. Really? Reluctantly.
0: That's <laughs> that's good though. That's where I want to get. Midnight would be much better than 1 or 2 a.m., which is what I typically do now.
1: Oh my God. It's bad. That sounds awful.
0: But but I, in all fairness, I, I go to bed earlier, but I don't get to sleep. I usually scroll on the phone an hour. Yeah, I do a TikTok scroll for sure. I love TikTok. TikTok is such a pit.
1: It's just like a never-ending stream of everything you love and hate at the same
0: time. Right? It's so addicting. Ugh, it and, and you're on TikTok, right? I am on TikTok. I, and you post songs on there. Right? Do I you? do, yeah. You I
1: post music on there on occasion. Mainly it's just uh, awkward, cringy, gay TikToks. <laughs>
0: As long as you hashtag it, you're oh, yeah. fine.
1: Oh yeah, just hashtag awkward, cringy TikToks. As- hashtag.
0: As long as you know that and yeah. you hashtag it, yeah. so that you can get those views, because <laughs> um, that's 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 what you need. Um, I do need views? <laughs> I am like just so. F- Number one, like you're so crazy talented, and I guess I mean I I want to get right into it, but I guess this we should start with the assumptions segment. Don't punch me in the face. Ow. Because I, I think the assumptions will, um, you will answer my questions during the, the assumption segment. So I'm going to tell you. Okay. What I assume about you based on what I know, which isn't that much. We've only really hung out really that one time that we went for drinks. Yeah. In person. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like obviously through Sarah and through like social media and stuff. But like I don't really know Jade that well. Um, but based on your talent, one of my assumptions about you is that this is something that came early for you in life. So were you always a singer? Was this something that you were blessed with at a really young age? Because it seems like it's just this, like, very natural, came easy to you, no bueno, like, you're just... You're just a natural talent, so tell me. Is that true? <laughs> Are you a natural talent or not?
1: I I, I think so. I Yay! Mean...
0: <laughs> You're right. That was a trap in me being like, Jade, just brag about yourself. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm horrible at that. No, I'm better at being self-deprecating. But I will tell you that my mom is a singer, so when I was in the womb, I would kick to the beat, apparently. No way! Yes. In the womb. In the womb. Rhythmic. Oh. Rhythmic wow.
0: kicking. so she would listen to music and you would kick along my mom's
1: a singer so she's in bands oh shit like while pregnant shit. with me well.
0: so she's a singer yeah so you've got this kind of from her do you think? yeah definitely and Good. my dad
1: too for sure oh. both my parents are very musical
0: oh yeah my nice. dad plays
1: guitar and my mom sings
0: Oh my gosh. And did were there like parents? Like is this does this go way back or is it just with your parents?
1: Yeah, my mom's mom is was also a singer.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's
1: pretty it's pretty deep.
0: Pretty deep rooted. <laughs> deep rooted, yeah. Deep rooted sure. talent. I, mean, I just always
1: grew up around music. Like it's just it's been a part of everything with me for sure.
0: And when when did you discover singing specifically? Like, was it very, very young? Yeah, I mean, I don't really remember. I remember singing with my
1: mom's band when I was eight, singing Torn by Natalie and yes! And just being very into it, like going, yeah, just a lot of hand gestures and being very awkward. But I was just I, I've always loved music. Always. Like, as long as I can remember, I was singing and annoying people in the classroom, like singing random Avril Lavigne songs.
0: Oh, my gosh. Avril, <laughs> the best. Yeah, The let go era. So influential. That's why I'm gay. Is it? Probably. Have you been following her recently? Because no. she's still kicking around doing stuff. I don't know if she's putting out new music or what, but she's like dating I saw a TikTok. dating reverse. someone, Like someone famous, some mod son <laughs> guy. I think he's mod son on Instagram, but that's not really his name. I just I just know people based on their Instagram <laughs> usernames. It's just like how I know him. But she's like, you know how it's like trendy now? It's trendy now. To, for these women, hot women, to be with these, like, grungy skater guys. I think that's always been trendy. (laughs) Really? I feel like... In the early
1: 2000s, remember when Hillary Duff was dating, like, one of the the people from Good Charlotte?
0: Yes, Joel Madden. (laughs) You know. My husband.
1: (laughs) Your husband? Oh. (laughs) Well, back then, I was obsessed with him and just, like, wanted him to be my husband. (laughs) But, yeah, I feel like that's always been a thing. Like, these grungy, gross dudes always have the hottest girlfriends, and you're like,
0: why? I don't know. My first boyfriend was a skater boy. I wouldn't say that he was grungy or gross, but like he was that like punky skater boy. And I feel like, I feel like it's a phase that never leaves you. If if you've been in it, which I was heavily. Oh yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Someone get her help. <laughs> I need to blink, blink once for help blink twice for i okay. 182 blink 182 <laughs> uh, sorry that's
1: awful that's a terrible joke
0: <laughs> yeah uh, what other like so what other like early influences did you have like when you started discovering music
1: i was obsessed with christina aguilera like her album stripped I think, yeah. was very influential on in, like my vocal style like i'm yeah christina aguilera just like because we were at karaoke and I sang fighter Do
0: yes you, remember that? you did and it, it was did. so good and
1: that that song was big, very influential in me like just like the rock but like r&b you know mm-hmm. style I just really loved that
0: that um, whole era of Christina was the best <laughs> era. Xtina Tina. what am I talking about <laughs> Yeah, it's it was uh, great.
1: She was just like, "I'm nasty and I love it." I'm I like, love, yes, girl. And get I it. I love that
0: like people were just like, "She's dancing and piss," and like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like it was just, it was just like they people were really mean yeah. about the dirty music video, but it was great. It was so great. Everything about that era was great. Yeah, so great. I still adore her. She's Me so too. talented. She's so talented. She's a little bitchy, but you know. <laughs> was not isn't? we all? But I think that's just like, she's like a diva. She's yeah. a true diva. Yeah. Yes. I can, I can, yeah, because when you did that growl, I don't know if it was that song or a different song we did at karaoke, that there was a growl moment. <laughs> I, like, I love was, a growl. Like a, like, <laughs> yeah, it was so good. <laughs> Sarah doesn't know
1: her No Oh. A girl I can't do it. I, I don't I didn't do
0: well with bird noises. Was any of this taught to you? Did you take vocal lessons? Like, I'm just, I just, or were you just literally just always a really good singer? And, and was there any training? I've never taken a vocal lesson oh, in for my entire life. For fuck's <laughs> sakes. Jesus fucking You didn't Christ. want to hear that. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. Do you think good singers can be made? Absolutely. Okay. If you have a,
1: if you have a little bit of talent, raw talent, you can build on that so easily. But if you have none, it's a lot harder. You can tell. Can you tell? I know. But it's a lot harder to get to a place where you can seem like you're not talented, bra. Yeah. Bro, yeah, talented.
0: yeah, I got you. <laughs> Do you know
1: what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you can definitely build on anything. Right. Kind. Like it's never going to hurt. You know what I mean?
0: Right. So oh. get those vocal lessons, kids. Do it. I've always wanted to take a vocal lesson. Do it, just because I just don't want to be tone deaf. Is my thing. I want to be able to carry a song and not necessarily be like the best singer ever, but like just to be on key. <laughs> That's yeah. like my main thing.
1: Like I feel like that can totally yeah. happen for you.
0: That can happen for me. Do it. Do a oh vocal lesson. Gosh, do a vocal why not? F- would you ever teach vocal lessons? No. No.
1: I don't have the patience to teach anyone anything. <laughs> I, I would recommend a vocal teacher. Yes, please do. I don't know her last name but she's in Halifax and I can send over information
0: if <laughs> Oh my like, gosh. lessons from her. Wow. So, oh. Oh, you took vocal lessons from her. Yeah, only so I can learn how to breathe. What do you breathe so you could learn how to breathe? Like, i do comedy cuz sometimes I like <clears throat> save my set but I won't breathe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So like the breath work we do when singing like really
0: helps me. Really oh. Really I could see that but because I, I still feel like oh my gosh yeah because the breath work I mean I guess comedians yeah we're talking very fast we're trying to get a lot of words out it's like you do have to be aware of the, the breath thing wow the whole breathing thing you gotta remember to breathe don't forget that breathing okay um, I have another assumption about you oh you have two? oh I have a, I have a couple oh jeez Um, <laughs> are you someone who's very flirtatious yes my god yes <laughs> Extremely.
1: How did you guess?
0: I don't know. I I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't really probe you that much for information. I didn't really. Pro- I was just mostly social so media flirty. Creepy. It literally really? just
1: like comes out of me, and I'm like, well, what did I do?
0: How do you flirt? What in your mind is? I like to roast people. To okay.
1: Flirting. Make
0: That's fun the, of them. Yes. Like yeah. if
1: I'm making fun of you, like I like you
0: yeah yeah Ooh. usually does it ever go the other way though do you ever roast someone so much that they assume that you don't like them and then <laughs> like, actually that's not true <laughs> that's you're totally fucking right it, people love to be shit on they do they love yes. it They're weird <laughs> as fuck <laughs> so just be mean to everyone be it's, mean. it's
1: like five-year-old schoolyard rules i swear to god rules. if you're mean
0: to a girl she'll love it <laughs> it's you're not wrong <laughs> You're not. It's not. Not fucking wrong. Just nag people. Just nag a lot of people. Oh, yes. Were you popular in high school? Uh, I feel like you're someone who's well liked and a lot of people don't like. Like, I feel like you're someone who could easily make a lot of friends. I do make friends easily. I mean, I guess so. I wasn't
1: popular in elementary school or junior high, like, at all, because I was like the awkward, weird kid who was like way too hyperactive and weird. But after that I feel like in high school people start to like mature and understand that, you know, mm. being weird is cool. So yes and no. Interesting. Because I was also gay, so it was like just weird.
0: It was weird times.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then I also I did have a lot of friends at the same time. But right. I always felt weird about it.
0: When did you so the gay thing? When <laughs> that old thing <laughs> the gay thing <laughs> Do we have a title already? Oh my God. That was funny. When did you kind of realize that or like embrace that? When did that happen for you? Was it really early? Not really early.
1: No, I probably like 14 or 15. That's like, like post-puberty. Yeah, like post-puberty for mm-hmm. sure. Like I had like my first relationship ever was with a girl.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute how you how old? I was like 15, 16. That's why, where are you, are you from a town that, like, that was... No. Really?
1: It was very, it was on the low, it was in the DL. Oh, okay, got <laughs> you. Much. I was just
0: gonna say, because, like, I'm from Anaganesh. Oh. And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I still, to this day, I feel like there was one, one guy who people kind of thought, like, kind of knew he w- was probably gay. Yeah. But it was never spoken about, no one said anything. Yeah. Like that no one was like loud and proud about yeah. about their sexuality. And so I find that fascinating because like I'm I'm 34, so I feel like my generation, I think I feel like after my generation things started getting better. No. It, it, it didn't. Not for me, anyway. So where where are you from? Shelburne? Oh, yeah, okay. But fuck nowhere. Holy shit, yeah. Just
1: god awful. Oh. Picturesque and beautiful, but just a deep hatred underbelly of <laughs> Cessful of homophobia and racism. Is it strongly Catholic? I mean, not not too many or Catholics, religious? but just, just ignorant. Ignorant. You know, like rural Nova Scotia, just like classic ignorant people who are like, try to seem like they mean well, but really they don't. Uh,
0: yes. <laughs> That's huge. And it must be tough, too. Like, it's like when you don't see examples of people yes. who are like you, you're then like, mm, I'll just keep this on the DL. You know? So you have to yeah, I always have to wonder like who's the one person who's like, okay, fuck this small town. I'm gonna be I'm gonna go to school in rainbow. Like I'm gonna yeah. shove it down their throats. I was not that person.
1: I was too scared to join the GSA because so I was like, everyone's gonna think I'm gay. Oh my god. No. <laughs> I'm not a part of this alliance.
0: <laughs> but you wanted to be. But, but I you wanted felt, to be so bad. You felt you couldn't.
1: But I felt I couldn't. That's that sad.
0: <laughs> that's really, really sad. But that's small town life for you. Do you think it's any better now? I hope. In, in these small towns? I really hope. But probably not. But I hope. You know? Yeah. Because, that's really a shame. Because it
1: was just rough for me. So I can't, like, I really hope that like, things got better for people that are still stuck there, you know? like Because, fuck, it was rough.
0: Did, was there, like, did you get bullied? Like, did people, were people dicks? Mm, occasional dyke here and there. Uh, but
1: other than that, meh. Not, not really? No, it was fine for the most part. People would probably talk behind my back rather than to my face because they're cowards.
0: Ding, 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 ding. That's a ding <laughs> You hear that? Cowards. <laughs> Look at her now. Fully She's
1: gay. On- <laughs> Out and proud. <laughs> With their shirt buttoned all the way up. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh so first relationship at 15 how long did that one last like two years it's a long time at that age it is a long time that's insane <laughs> it is insane Where, are you someone who's like always in a relationship yes oh
1: <laughs> you're like yeah. we got
0: a serial monogamous here uh, well, actually no that's not that's not the right term serial, serial yeah is that the right term? It is. Serial monogamous. Are yeah. you someone who is monogamous? Yes. Monogamous. What a weird word to say. Monog... I always feel like I'm saying it wrong. Monogamy would. Yes! <laughs>
1: ah! you're, I'm in an exclusive relationship with that tree.
0: <laughs> so you're, you're a one-woman gal. I am a one-woman gal. One woman at a time. Yep. Do they take up your whole world when you're with them? Yes, and you can't see anything else. Pretty much, yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I love this because <laughs> I feel like we're in a day and age where like polyamory is so. Everyone trendy. is polyamorous,
1: especially gay people. Like, God's yeah. going through the apps. Like, literally, everyone's like, "I'm poly." We're just Everyone. like, "Great, I'm so happy for you," but like, that's not me.
0: Yeah. Why? There's so and and it's it's so widely out there on the apps. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I have. So I get, you're
1: not single. You're polyamorous. So that's like all we're seeing.
0: It's like half the people. I also feel like sometimes you could just be single. <laughs> Why do you have to be like I like you know you know what I mean like I'm just like the, I think you could be single and not exclusive with anyone. Yeah. And then that could very well be a thing. But I feel like with polyamory and like from what I've learned and like I've talked to some people about this, like it really is emotional relationships with multiple people
1: yeah it's not a choice it's not a it's choice. it's not a
0: choice and it's just like my thing is is like that's crazy that's good for you but what is your google calendar like how do you have time that's my main question is the organization of the i'm like i'm in full support of this but i want to know how you have the time to date like, do you have a job yeah what
1: do you do do you have friends yeah do you have hobbies <laughs> how are you scheduling all these dates with all these relationships with all these demanding, especially if you're having a like full on relationships with multiple people, full-on relationships. like
0: hats off, tiny hats, hats off to you tiny
1: because I couldn't do it. I can barely handle one.
0: I can barely get one. I can't even get, I can't even get the one to, to do the one. Right. <laughs> It's tragic. <laughs> it is It is fascinating, though. But I it do is. think that some people are wired for that. And I do also think that there's a lot of, I'm going to say men, fucking men out there, that probably should not be monogamous and try to be. And then they just end up cheating. And like that's a whole thing, too, right? Right. Like, I, there shouldn't be shame and being like, yeah, I don't want to be tied down to one person. That's fucking fine. Just be honest about it. Just be honest. As long as you're, like, honest with the other person and saying, like, this is how I... This is how I love. Yeah. How do you love? Like, <laughs> and then... If if everyone is honest, no one gets fucked over. That's just kind of how I see it. But I don't know.
1: No, I, I agree. But I also think that some people get themselves into situations where it's just, like, completely... It's just drama. So much drama. Even, like, even like polyamorous people are like, yeah, I'm gonna be polyamorous. <coughs> it's fine. But, like, is it always fine? Because yeah. not everybody involved is fine with it, I feel.
0: I feel like getting that equal like the equal footing or the equal um equal needs met, yeah, would be very tricky. And it's probably very rare that it's fully equal. It might be close to it, but
1: rare that it is fully equal.
0: It's very I feel like most relationships most aren't relationships. equal totally. Is that a hot take? Are most relationships not equal? Like even ones that look healthy, someone's kind of caring a bit more than the other. Am someone right? always cares oh, you more. You know. Is it a hot tank?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I just truly, I truly feel that way.
1: No, you're right. I, my mom always tells me the key to happiness is dating someone that likes you a little bit more than you yes. like
0: them. Yeah. And
1: that, I feel like, is true.
0: Well, they'll never leave you. So there's that. <laughs> so people with anxious attachment styles probably do that a lot. Probably. <laughs> 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 can i get a whoop whoop <laughs> right i do feel like yeah if someone thinks they can do it all better yeah they will not be as invested but if they don't think they can do better than you they will not leave you yeah you could do anything to them and they will not leave you yeah because they'll just be like no which is also bad which is toxic yeah I feel like most relationships are toxic. <laughs> Hot tape. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly know. And maybe this is 10 years single. Okay. This is interesting though. Cause I'm 10 years single. You are very newly single. Yes. How, and you are out of a relationship that has been three years, right? Yeah. So Almost like, is. how are you feeling right now? This is fresh. This is not, you're very recently single. I am. How are you feeling about things? I'm good
1: now. I was not okay. No, no. How do we
0: do? How do you deal with heartbreak? Um, what's, what's heartbroken? Typically, day like? I'm
1: just like whatever, on to the next. But this was like really difficult for me because it was like I was very invested in this person, you know. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I should go to therapy because like I need to not talk to my friends about all this stuff and exhaust them. And it really helped just getting like an unbiased opinion on on the situation. Ooh. And it was just really good. To help me process. Like, I'm still obviously processing it all. Because, mm-hmm. like, when you have, like, a life with someone and you're living with them and you have, like, animals together and you're, like, very invested, it's, like, it's a whole other thing processing the separation than just, like, dating them. Do you, know yes. you mean? Yes. So, so yeah, definitely having that unbiased opinion and being able to talk it over really helped.
0: Did they give you, an like, did you do a lot of therapy after the breakup? Did it continue or was it just kind of initially? It
1: was, like, a month like six weeks that's pretty good therapy yeah it really helped
0: quite yeah. a bit i'd recommend
1: that if you're going through a breakup get therapy but yes. also just like if you're a human on <laughs>
0: earth get therapy. Okay. get therapy in general we're big fans of therapy overall
1: we are it's just a good idea like just like to check in with yourself and
0: it's so good and you're right because your friends will probably tell you what you want to hear and
1: i don't need to hear that
0: you don't. No. And also, if they don't tell you what you want to hear, you might get mad at them and that might make the friendship weird. Whereas a therapist, that's what you're paying them to do. Exactly. So they're going to tell you, you the real to make shit. my
1: friendships not weird.
0: Yes. <laughs> they're the friend you can yell at. Yes. And then give them and then pay them. So
1: <laughs> here's some money.
0: Jade, I will be your therapist. Oh, really? <laughs>
1: um, I'm
0: it's 150 I bucks. Mean, yeah. An hour. But then I don't want to make our friendship weird. That's fine. It's already weird. (laughs) Do you ever, do do your friends ever call you out on your shit? Like when they see, (laughs) because here's the thing. I posted a TikTok recently that was essentially just talking about like, like when, when something doesn't work out, you can't go into victimhood and why me? I must not be good enough. Like you have to look at your, your habits and your patterns of behavior that are making you, get to these situations and really it's taking accountability and a lot of people are like well there's some situations where you know oh boyfriend cheats on her girl the girlfriend poor girlfriend boyfriend's an asshole how does she how is she at all accountable in this yeah but it's this weird thing of like control where you go okay like what exactly did I learn from this and it's like tangible things that you can take literally on with you which I think is like so helpful yeah it's like taking accountability so it's like even if you feel like this wasn't my fault um there's probably still some things you could you could learn from yeah 100 there's always
1: fault on both sides right even when something like as extreme as cheating happens like there's always something going on on both sides and nobody ever wants to address that but it's true
0: it's true yes Yes, was this breakup messy? Was it like um, like, was it a mutual breakup or a, or a messy one? It
1: was messy. It was mutual at first. I was uh, probably the driving force at first, honestly. But then after I, I don't know had some sort of like panicked moment where I was like, oh my God, my entire life is crumbling. Please take me back. And then I was like, you know what? I should probably talk to somebody about this because <laughs> like, I was so serious about the breakup initially. And then I just completely changed my mind. It was like 180, which is unlike me. Like, usually when I make a decision, like, this is this is a decision because I'm usually very indecisive. So, I'm like, I made this decision. It's happening. So, going back on it was just like, it was a wake-up call for me. Like, there's something wrong.
0: So. Oh, fuck. And are you still in touch? <laughs> I sent in a voicemail about this. Yes, that's we, right. We try to be friends. You try and it didn't work. Why didn't it work? Because I love this conversation about exes being friends it was there someone had lingering feelings was it you who had the feelings Was it them someone had lingering feelings right that's has to be the reason
1: yeah like i i invited her out with my friends and uh she was just acting weird and i don't know just like possessive and possibly jealous maybe
2: uh, and
1: i was just like but you know we're, we're trying to be friends why are you acting like this so i was just like we should probably not hang out anymore let's not do that and now we don't <laughs> but are you like still on good terms I mean I wish you the best right oh if that's good
0: terms Ooh. Is that? I feel like whenever someone says that it's, it's like, like bless it, your heart it, it's like the, the, the thing that we're supposed to say but it's it's just truly so like is it petty like good fucking luck with your life like <laughs> can we change it to that yeah. good fucking luck with your life <laughs> good luck man have fun. <gasps> like I wish you the like ah, uh, it's just that phrase is so triggering to me because I do feel like when we're like trying to like we're trying to f- find closure ourselves from the situation. So like we say, you know, I really I do wish them well. And it's like, well, do ya <laughs> do you really wish them well? <laughs> but I really do. But okay, like, good.
1: I feel like for the most part people don't. They're just saying for the it most to be part, like they don't pour salt in the wound, kind
0: oh of thing, my right? Gosh. But
1: for me, no, I want to put
0: of the wound. <laughs> but like what is your go-to coping strategy other than therapy which is so like healthy and amazing um, for heartbreak songwriting is <laughs> songwriting in there
1: songwriting is usually the first thing I do the only thing I did up until this last breakup would be to process it through like just writing I music
0: I have a deep question for you some fascinating like in terms of singers and songwriters, are you ever scared that if you ever get truly happy in life, you won't write good songs? Yes. Really? <laughs> Terrified. Yeah. Because I've been content totally in my totally life. The
1: entire pandemic, I was content, I would say. Really? I didn't write the entire time. One song. But it wasn't even about my breakup. It was about a friends' breakup. Interesting. Yeah. So when I'm content... Like when I'm happy, I'll write songs. Like really happy, like fresh relationship, I'll write lots of songs because I'm like, oh, I like them. Let's do it. But then after that, when I'm just like in the content relationship period, I I just I feel very uninspired.
0: There's no songs about just just like meh, being meh with someone. It's always it's always about like the honeymoon phase or the I hate you phase. Yes. There's nothing about like that mundane in between. Like I'm just just like most of relationships and most of life. Yeah. Most of life isn't. They actually say, well, I don't know who they are and why they matter. (laughs) I heard somewhere that like when you're actually like kind of bored and calm and not really talking about your partner, that's like the healthiest relationship because they're not causing you stress. But they're also like not exciting you so much that you're like idealizing them. Yes, I
1: read somewhere so that butterflies are a bad sign. Butterflies are bad, apparently.
0: Yes, and I'm scared of butterflies, like
1: actual butterflies. So that's like, <laughs> it's a physical and emotional thing. Wait, 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 wait. You're scared of butterflies? I'm scared of butterflies. That's true. Why? Um, my dad took me to like a butterfly exhibit when I was really young, and it freaked me the fuck out. It was, like, I one actually one like the butterflies are like
0: chilling totally agree with you and and I, as i called you out i had to look in myself and go sarah you're not perfect in this you also had a moment in also, mods
1: are gross like mods are gross and scary they are. no one ever acknowledges that but it's true
0: have you ever seen one of those big Luna moths that are like the green ones? The ones that
1: haunt my nightmares? Oh God.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're terrifying. What I don't like about butterflies is is like they're so beautiful, but they're they they still they're still a bug. They could still fly and land on you. Yeah. And like, that's what I don't like. Just stay the fuck away from me. Hey, producer Sarah here. A <laughs> butterfly is never gonna hurt you. Um,
1: want... are There are poisonous butterflies, liar. Are there poisonous butterflies? Not in Halifax. Like oh, Australia. we
0: got to fact check but this for here. the intro. we we'll need to look up if there's poisonous butterflies at all in our vicinity.
1: Well, I mean, could, they could always end up in our vicinity. They could
0: ship in a banana box or something. You know, like that happens. <laughs> Do you want to know something funny? So about butterflies? Literally, my mom and my sister are literally, and I shit you not, they are raising monarch butterflies in their gardens right now. They planted specific, like, flowers for them to, like, feed on and like they have like the little caterpillars and like they're like essentially like documenting the whole thing. They me, love butterflies.
1: To me that's like building webs for black widows to come through. <laughs> <laughs> <Building homes for laughs> spiders.
0: Like do you not like all bugs? Is that is that it? I no
1: I don't I'm not a big fan of bugs.
0: Who the fuck is? <laughs> who the fuck is I know who is that one guy on the
1: public service that they had when we were kids, he's like my thing is bugs him oh my god that guy and my, then thing, it's like, is my th- thing is raptor noises <laughs> that guy
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy i, I don't know, what, know what you guys are talking about you obviously were all.
1: deep into canadian public television in the <laughs> 90s because <laughs> we were
0: shit i don't know what's going on here that's <laughs> wild I, I can't believe that i triggered such a point near <laughs> butterflies this is, like, a trauma thing. It is fully a trauma thing. That's wild. Okay, so, yeah, okay. But we were talking about emotional butterflies. But, but butterflies in your stomach. Yes. But here's my thing, and, like, I, I feel like this is something that, like, you have to accept as you get older, which is, like, like you can't always go for the bad, the bad people that, like, excite you. And it's just, like, I know I have to get there, but they just don't turn me on as much. <laughs> that is, that says a lot about you, but, like... <laughs>
1: But also same. It I, don't does. Know. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, we should just, should we group therapy? Group
0: on? I, I do wish that there could be a way to go to therapy with a friend and be like, we're going to pay for the full hour. She gets 30 minutes and I get 30 minutes. Wait, what's half of 150? I could afford that. 75? Yeah, I could probably do that.
1: Yeah, I have ADHD and I just did mental math.
0: Do you have, do you actually have ADHD? I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. I'm like
1: 90. You see, like Same you're as saying me. earlier with a gun to your head, do you have ADHD or not?
0: Yes. Interesting, cuz I feel like so many women just go go on with their lives with this yeah. and they never seek treatment, which is so crazy.
1: It is fully crazy.
0: Isn't it? What else is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you got anxiety? What, what do we got? What's your cocktail of mental illness? We all we all have one. What is is it? One shot of depression, two shots of anxiety. I feel like everyone has a cocktail. What, what, That's. Uh, have yeah. you ever met someone with just one? No. No. Nobody has just one. No. There's always a cocktail. There's always a cocktail.
1: What? I definitely get anxious about things. Like I get anxious about going on stage, which is so weird.
0: That I is on very stage weird
1: all the time. But like performance anxiety is a, a lot <laughs> like i get it every single time you'd be like five people and
0: i'd be like mm. you know what i mean really It's bizarre. Well, how do you deal with nerves do you ever take ativan no i hear that ativan is good for performers but i don't know if music is like comedy is it sense. like
1: hardcore
0: ativan yeah not really it's just a pill i thought it was addictive it's a pill that it essentially stops your adrenaline Oh, but I think I like, I truly think that if you're nervous before going out, that's probably a good thing because you can probably channel it into a good performance. Totally. Like, have you ever been so nervous that you fucked up? Probably. Like choked on stage. Have you?
1: No, I've never like ran off stage or anything.
0: Oh, okay. But you know,
1: yeah, I mess up like any other human does for sure. Like I missed this chord or I forgot this lyric or whatever. But right. for the most part, once I'm actually up there, it's fine. It's the buildup.
0: It's the buildup to it. Ugh.
1: I'm just like so freak. And like the talking in between songs, like I am such an awkward taco. <laughs> <laughs> and people they laugh. And I'm like, is it because I'm funny or because you feel bad for me?
0: Oh, that's
1: huge. I should have my comment.
0: <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of parallels with, like, music and comedy, for sure. Literally all the parallels. Like, but I think the thing with music is... I feel like the mess-ups in music are slightly less noticeable than they are with stand-up. Yeah. Maybe. Because not
1: everybody really knows what's going on with
0: music. Whereas
1: with comedy, people can, like, follow your train of thought. And if your train of thought is off the rails... Yes.
0: ...then people notice. Yeah. And people will notice if you just go, um... So, uh, the thing about, uh... (laughs) i just messed that joke up guys on to the next one like it's just
1: (laughs) but like in the same way that people notice when you forget the lyrics i find
0: yeah especially if you're doing like a cover song and it's like ooh. now i'm just like i'm just fascinated now with like singer songwriter stuff do you ever forget the lyrics to your own songs yeah do you really yeah sometimes yeah
1: not as often as with cover songs but it's happened
0: right that's crazy it is crazy it's like i wrote this (laughs) Who, who I wrote this? I, but I guess it would be it's like me. remembering a joke that you wrote. Yeah. Except except most of our jokes, you know, most jokes are a little shorter. Like, we don't write, like, four-minute long jokes unless we're, like, storyteller comics yeah. kind of thing. But, like, yeah, that's wild, actually. I never really thought of it that way, that you really have to rem- remember everything. Everything. There's
1: a lot of pressure, too. Otherwise, people are, like,
0: not into it. Not into it. But would they know, do you think? Do you, when you mess up a lyric on stage, yeah. do you? What do you do to recover from that?
1: It's usually like I'm singing the wrong verse, and I'm like, "Oh, this is the second verse."
0: Oh, okay. And then
1: I, I, I'm either clever enough to remember, okay, I'll sing the first verse on this as the second verse, or I'm just going to repeat the same verse.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> That's usually what how I'll play it off, the best of my abilities, anyway.
0: That's a good way to do it. Do you, have a, do you have a highlight in your, like, in all the shows that you, in your music journey, is there a moment that sticks out to you as, like, this was the best moment for me as a singer?
1: Uh, that's a great question.
0: Um, I don't know. I've had a lot of really great moments.
1: Like, I really enjoyed um, getting to, I did a video with Classified. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw it. It was, apparently they played it on, much music back when much music was oh, the thing. hell it yeah it was a uh, powerless it was like an acoustic version oh, with shit. like my, it was like a choir of halifax musicians and i was invited to be in the choir and that was really cool
0: and you're in the video i'm in the video oh we're, it, gonna powerless have to put, acoustic. we're gonna have to put a little clip in somehow or a still image or something yeah. that's so cool yeah i enjoyed that That was really fun do you have any music videos i don't okay oh well okay let's say that you won money you won a shit ton of money to like fund a music video what song of yours would you pick and do you have a vision because i literally when i when i hear songs i picture the music video i'm
1: not like that like i have no idea really i'm I'm not a visual thinker at all really i was talking about this with like other musical friends sure like you should hire someone to be a visual thinker for you because i'm like I have no idea. Like, I couldn't even... So really.
0: you couldn't necessarily... Like, but even when... um, Like, for example, like, you have that, like, image of the church with Damned. Like yeah. The, like, did you think of... Like, you thought of that? That's kind of visual. I, I mean, I guess. That's true. Yeah, I was thinking of Damned, damned. church. Damned. Damned church be, things. It could be in a church. Maybe the music video is in a church.
1: Yeah. I think That's if I could... If I had somebody to bounce my ideas off of, I could think of a music video concept.
0: You could. But so on fun. my own... No, good luck. Really? <laughs> that would be so fun. Oh, my God. I would love to be part of a music video.
1: Oh, why are you pitching this to me now?
0: <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh, but There's, you have to give me a Sarah's love like, interest. Sarah's I to be a video girl. Give me a love interest, please. Okay, I'll work on that. <laughs> That's the only way they'd be interested. Like, part of a video. We'll, we'll pretend. We'll pretend, Sarah. <laughs> okay, so we have another segment. Jade, are you ready to rant about something? I need to rant. I am ready to rant about something. Okay. I'm so ready. What is your rant? So
1: my rant is about men in the music industry. They get away with murder. With the bare minimum. There is a photo of Beyonce and Ed Sheeran performing. And she is wearing this amazing art piece. You know, like, she's looking like Beyonce. And Ed Sheeran is standing next to her wearing this thrifted (laughs) T-shirt and dirty jeans. And it's just a great metaphor for women in pop music versus men in pop music. Like, they they just they strum their acoustic guitar, they sing their songs, and women have to be perfect looking. They have to be have this amazing live performance. They have to be on it constantly. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I love Ed Sheeran, I'm using him as, a, as an example, but he, he just stands there and sings his songs, and people are like, yes, give me more. <laughs> give me all of it. <laughs> but people say Beyonce is overrated, and it's like Beyonce's giving us everything. And Ed Sharon is king shit. of giving us nothing.
0: Oh shit! Oh damn! That's a good rant. That's a good rant. Thank you. You're so right, though. But I I, 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 feel like it's even broader than music. I feel like it could be just in in general in life. One thousand percent. In terms of, because are you speaking mostly about the appearance pressures? Yes is that is that mostly yeah
1: but it's also just everything to do with a with a woman's art and her like everyone assesses pop music in eras right so like yeah in my opinion i'm using ed sharon again as an example his duets album we would call that a flop era right because do you even know about his duets album what's the single from that one exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly nobody even knows but nobody ever talks about it. They're, whereas like, if Katy Perry has an album and it doesn't perform well, it's everyone's witness. like flop oh, shit. era. Exactly. Everyone's like flop era witness. And there's like 20 oh. BuzzFeed articles about it. 20 BuzzFeed articles about it. Yeah, she, whereas there's no BuzzFeed articles about Ed Sheeran's oh flop era. My God,
0: What is so, that about? Well, I mean, I think it's, I mean, this could come back to like scarcity complex. There's probably not as like, there's probably still not as many women in music as men It's still male dominated. Would you say Mm, it's good? Not pop music. Not pop music. We're talking about pop music. Absolutely not. But a lot
1: of genres. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And I think women are just pressured to be perfect all the time. All the time. With no matter what that they do, and men are are praised for just trying.
1: You know, it's always a man who knows four chords. He knows four chords on the acoustic guitar and he's saying Beyonce's overrated. Yeah.
0: Beyonce. <laughs> so the thing with Beyonce, I don't I don't necessarily agree that she's overrated. She's just never I just have I've never had like a a crazy connection to her. I don't really? know what it is, but maybe I just haven't like dove in enough to like her music. She that could be, has that like
1: could be it. as somebody who like analyzes musicianship quite a bit she's Ooh. she has an amazing range one of the best ranges in pop music yeah her vocal tone is unparalleled her music in general like her her visual her artistic style with every single album that she puts she puts so much effort into what she's putting into the world
0: yeah
1: Ed Sheeran does, does not <laughs> he does not all of his albums sound the same and he gets more Grammys probably yeah
0: her album than she does yeah. And you what you said about the Eras thing, I do think you're right. There's probably more pressure on women to reinvent. Yes. And to stay relevant. Yes. And to stay and with men, it's just like, okay, what you you wore you you wore a different kind of hoodie? <laughs> <laughs> you, you you wore you wore a button-up shirt instead of a, a t-shirt. Literally. Ooh. It's so true. But what what do we do to change that? Like that's kind of my thing. I'm just like. How do we put that standard on men? This, that same standard, or what do we we do to do that? The
1: standard from women
0: rather than putting the standard on men. I think you see that though. I mean, I think, um, an example of that might be Alicia Keys, yeah, yeah, who she shocked the world when she didn't wear makeup to like an award show, true, you know. And that was her going, nah, I reject this, yeah, yeah, and which I love. But there's still not as many women like that. There's not as many people. Because not as many people like would be
1: accepting of that.
0: Exactly. With
1: Alicia Keys, it's like, oh, okay. Sure.
0: And even still, when she did that, it wasn't just Alicia Keys is amazing and she won an award. It was, she didn't wear makeup. <gasps> she is brave. Think
1: of the children. <laughs>
0: I was like I, I heard something on a podcast that was like women are brave when they don't wear makeup or if they're like overweight and wear a bathing suit. Whereas like men like like are brave if they like run into a brain building. Like it was just like but we're uh, we're just like, oh, we didn't wear eyeliner today. We're brave. So
1: brave. Someone write a so novel brave. about me.
0: <laughs> that is such Give an me interesting hot take. Do you like so do you, I mean is music something that you're seriously going for to be like as a full time singer? Is that like your your goal, your dream? I would love to, that. Yeah. I just
1: I love music. Yeah. That's what I love to do.
0: And it would be nice. Yeah.
1: For sure. But it's not like the be all end all like I'm fine if I'm not a full time musician. Oh, okay. Like I'm I'm happy with the way things are now. Right. Doing music as much as possible. Yeah like especially coming off of the pandemic of not doing music at all for like a wow, year and a half. Suck. So right now I'm just like I'm good. I'm quite happy with it. But yeah. No, it is what I love to do and like I've not loved anything more.
0: It's sure. your creative outlet.
1: Absolutely.
0: Do you get tired? You, you, Cuz you work you work a full full-time job? Full-time? Yeah. And then you you do a lot of shows and stuff in addition to that. Yeah. So do you get do you ever get burnt out or do you just ride that adrenaline? the end you know like
1: (laughs) i definitely do get burnt out like some some weekends i'm like okay time for bed
0: yeah (laughs) time to go to bed
1: but for the most part no i do actually ride the adrenaline like i'm just love i just love performing
0: i can't imagine the adrenaline you must feel performing music to a crowd because stand even with stand-up it's just like oh i just said a line and they laughed (gasps) oh my god i'm a god i
1: can't even imagine that see that would be amazing
0: what? See this, is, see, this is what I find so interesting. Because like musicians are like, I, I can't do what you do. And we're like, we can't do what you do. And it's just like, they're very similar things. Very different, I guess, in terms of like, what it actually is. Yeah. But it's like two different kinds of vulnerability, I guess. Yeah. Because like with a song, you put so much love into it. Yeah. And you pour your heart into this song. You write it. But the process of you... Ooh, this is the difference. The process of you writing the song isn't seen on stage. True. Whereas with comedy, comedians are constantly writing on stage. Like, they might try a joke. It doesn't quite work. So they rearrange it. And they do it again another night. And they do something different. So a lot of us are actually writing on the stage. Oh, wow. And so you're seeing our drafts. You're seeing, you know, the... the, the premise that you're not sure of is if it's funny. So you just throw it out there to see. Yeah. Whereas with a song, it's like, you know, when you, when you're done a song, you're pretty much done a song, right? Yeah. You I mean, can kind of change it up or like do different things with it. Yeah. But it's like, that. you're like, this is ready for the stage now. I'm going to take it there. Totally. Yeah. If you write a song like
1: years and then you're performing it over years, it definitely does evolve. But yeah, for the most part, like it is what it is.
0: It is what it is. And it is. how long does it take for you to complete a whole song?
1: Sometimes it's like 20 minutes. Really? And then sometimes it's like several days
0: or
2: months.
1: Like, I started writing a song, like, right after the breakup. I wrote a song about like anticipating what therapy would be like. And I just finished it like a couple weeks ago. Oh my God. That's like a weird, that's like, that's a weirdly long time to be writing a song, obviously. For me, usually it's like 30 minutes max.
0: Really? It just comes out. Yeah. Can we, oh, if I didn't, if I thought of this sooner, I could have said, let's write a song right now. I would fucking love to write a song. Oh my God. Can we do this somehow? Yes. Or why don't we, why don't we finish the episode? Okay. Let's, we'll finish the episode. And I All mean, right. if you're down to hang out still, we could something. do like a little bonus. Let's do it. A little bonus episode where we try to write a song. Okay. Can we actually do this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because this is, the, I, I swear to God, I'm going to get off this soon. I'm just so fascinated by, like, songwriters. But, like, do you consider yourself someone who is, when you write a song, do you hear melody first or do you hear lyrics? Like, what what comes to you right away? Is it lyrics or melody? Lyrics, for sure. Lyrics.
1: I'll usually get, like, a, a word that I find fascinating stuck in my head. And then I'll, like, write around that.
0: Ooh. like recently
1: i thought of the word vices and i just like wrote a song around the word vices
0: and do you like look into the meaning of the word yeah and like what that how that like manifests in your life kind of thing yeah ah that's really really cool
1: that's been how I've done it recently for sure
0: i really and Which i really
1: love i love that process God. of just like an- over analyzing words and the various meanings that they have and then eventually i'll start playing chords and just like Make it make sense.
0: I'm, like, so obsessed with, like, all of the components of how a song comes together. I think it's, like, so magical. One of my favorite things is, um... I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. How do you feel about (coughs) Taylor Swift?
1: (laughs) She's my Jesus. (gasps)
0: Ah, Thank God!
1: (laughs) Thank God! I was like, if Jade
0: is like, um so um this bitch kind of sucks
1: no this bitch runs my (laughs) life she's the reason i'm mentally ill i I love her
0: here's the thing jade i don't get people who don't love her i actually don't understand them because i go have you listened to folklore nevermore have you
1: listened to it Listen to it. And then tell me you don't like her. Then tell me she's mediocre. Then tell me she's not the best songwriter of all time. Then tell me. Tell me. Then. No, literally, no. Preaching I feel, to the choir. Preaching to the choir. I feel
0: like the people who don't like her just have this... I don't know. They either didn't like one of her earlier songs or something. Um, and she, she's like an artist who's constantly evolving and doing different styles and stuff, too. You have to fucking... If you're, if you're a fan of music... You have to appreciate that. You have to appreciate that. I truly believe that. She is not Ed Sheeran. She no. is ever evolving. No, she's the better. Yeah, she's, she's... no Ed Sheeran. I love the Ed Sheeran hate so, so much. I actually so love pal- Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he is, um, let me think of a metaphor for this. You go to McDonald's. McDonald's is consistent. You get the same, you know, McNuggets never change. They're the same. Yes. But Taylor Swift is like A and W. Is A and W different?
1: Yeah, they're always evolving.
0: Are they? Oh yeah, yeah, they got the Beyond Meat burger. Yeah, they're doing new things. Yeah, that's a good metaphor.
1: They're like a. You could say Taylor Swift is kind of like the ice cream machine at McDonald's because that's also ever evolving. You never know if it's not working though. (laughs) She's always working, so no, it's a bad metaphor. (laughs) That bitch is always working.
0: What is? Now I feel like we have to dive into this. So if you're, if she is your Jesus, yep. What's your favorite album? If you had to pick one, Desert Island Taylor Swift album. This is
1: really hard. This is like choosing between children. This is Sophie's choice for me. This is
0: it's really hard for me too. I seriously, I don't know if I have an answer. I mean, I could, I could maybe I have say special, my top three. Yeah, top three. Top what's three. your top three? Okay, Speak Now. Really, number one. I don't know. Oh, okay. 1989. Yeah, of course. And folklore, honestly. I would see, I would go 1989. (sighs) Three, eh? (laughs) Three. Just three. She has many albums. Good luck. They're Uh, all great. This is is tough because I have such a connection to Red, but I have an even stronger connection to Reputation, which is one of her critically worst, like people don't like Reputation. Slop era. It's supposed to be. It's still a banger, I think. It's a banger. I love it. I think it's I think it's 1989 Reputation and Evermore for me. You
1: think like Evermore more I like than Folklore? Evermore. That's so an unpopular opinion. Here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing. I, I I have to defend this every time I say it. Um folklore is a better cohesive album. Mm-hmm. And honestly, just the song Exile Alone should make that album win it for me, because it's the best thing I ever heard. I agree. Um, but Evermore has more songs that I enjoy overall on the album. Yes. I enjoy more, more songs, even though I might not be like passionate. Yes. Like, like they're not all exiles. Right. But to me, exile is the standout of folklore, maybe. Really? That's interesting. I can't think of what other songs are on there? I mean, I um, should know Betty, that. which is like a gay anthem for me. It is, but I'm an August bitch. Oh, you're an August bitch. I am because I've been the other woman, so that song hits me in my feels like like nothing else. I see that. That for gives you. me "Call Call Your Girlfriend" by Robin vibes. Oh my
1: god, yes! Right?
0: I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it is. I mean, Betty's great too. Yeah, but I just personally like I love August more. I love August too. But it's all fucking good. It's all good. Like like this is the thing. Taylor Swift songs are like Jurassic Park movies. They're all good. They are all good. Some are better than others. <laughs> but they're all fucking good, okay? I, I hate agree. people who complain about dinosaur movies. Can you go Can you go fuck yourself? Seriously, you're watching a movie with dinosaurs. That's a quote. I hate people who complain about dinosaur movies. Because I'm just like, ooh, Jurassic Park 3 wasn't as good. It's like, you're watching a movie with T-Rexes and velociraptors, and you're going, ooh, the plot is a little thin. Oh, I hate that. We're not that. watching it
1: for the plot. You're not watching porn for the plot. You're not no. watching Jurassic
0: Park movies for the plot. Sarah watch watches porn for the porn plot. porn for the plot. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, it's a great plot. <laughs> what is the plot, Sarah?
1: <laughs> a man comes it's in a- with a pizza box, and his dick is in the It depends the box. on the porn you watch. Okay, well, yeah, well. I will so say it's really
0: interesting. I don't want too much plot in my porn, but I do want a scenario. I think. What I kind think of a scenario? C- um, my favorite, one of my favorite scenarios is like just a doctor's appointment that goes sexy. A
1: doctor's oh. appointment that goes sexy—that's my nightmare. What? <laughs> First of all, I hate doctor's appointments. So
0: it going sexy. Goodbye. I love I doctor know. porn. I don't know what it is. I recently matched with a doctor or a med student on Hinge. I messaged him instantly like a little beta bitch. <laughs> I usually don't do that. I usually don't message first. I hate it. But I was like, he's a doctor.
1: <laughs> message. I need medical advice. <laughs> Help me. It's deep in
0: here. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other scenarios I like. I like the like I like just any anything that's like fuck the babysitter. Love those types because it's like naughty and kind of taboo. No, not into the babysitter stuff. Really? All right. Well, this is judgment hour now.
1: Sarah, you're the one who admits you like plot. Tell me.
0: I do like plot. It depends on the porn. (laughs) (laughs) Explain. I don't like a babysitter plot because I think that's kind of (laughs) weird. Do you think that's weirder than, like, step? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. no daughter. No. That's, like, teetering the same I kind like, of category. like,
1: office porn. Okay, I like, like that. Like a boss.
0: We're getting work done. Is so, like, boss, yes. boss with worker? Yeah. Power so that's dynamic. kind of a power dynamic. Yeah. It's kind of similar to the babysitter stuff. Yeah, it's not too far off if you think about it. That's true. Mm. The, the job that Sarah and I met at,
1: I dated my boss, sort of.
0: Did you really? (laughs) I I wouldn't say he was your boss. He was, like, barely your boss. He was just someone who trained you. Yeah. Um, So briefly. Did anything happen at work? No. Okay. Hell no. I always wonder about that. Because I think that's kind of hot, too, hooking up at work. Or hooking up in a situation that you shouldn't hook up in. Yeah, sneaky porn. Sneaky,
1: yes. (laughs) Except that sometimes it's kind of weird because it's like, obviously this you know you're fucking next to your parents that would never happen <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> that's weird
1: certain scenarios maybe
0: i do like the we need to be quiet oh here's one that i love i love how we're just g- getting ran i like fully clothed porn where there's like no nudity like where it's like like quickies like where there's like no time to take off like clothes dry humping no like It's definitely sex, but like say the girl's like in a skirt and she just doesn't Uh, take her skirt. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I seen it happen in a library once. You see in real life?
1: Yeah, that was kinda weird. Anyway.
0: Wait, what? Okay,
1: sorry. We need to
0: (laughs) What's this story?
1: Uh I was just at the Bedford Library and I just saw people fucking no big deal. Bedford? (laughs) Yeah. In Bedford? deal (laughs) that's like a suburb of halifax what are suburban
0: people fucking in a library for because it's really quiet there i don't know (laughs) holy shit this derailed so far (laughs) so sorry that i don't even know where it went because first how did we get to porn we were talking about taylor swift oh i I compared (laughs) jurassic park movies and then we compared that to porn right (laughs) and then we have now exposed sarah as a voyeur (laughs) In a Bedford Library. <laughs> Great. I'm glad we all we're all on the same page now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, you gotta say what you like in porn now. I just I just admit it. Like three of mine. Um, do you watch it? <laughs> oh, it's a dumb question. Everybody watches porn.
1: I do. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of like one of those lesbians that watches gay
0: porn. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard that a lot. Cause, cause what's with that? Can you lesbian porn
1: this? is like it's very like performative, like for mm. it's very much for the male gaze. Like everybody has long fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watch lesbian porn sometimes. I'm just like this. This isn't real. It's too much. This it's can't. This can't be how it You're goes not down. Gay.
0: Stop okay. Pretending. Can I ask a dumb straight girl question, please? And I, and I'm asking this. I'm truly asking this because I'm legitimately curious. Um. Is caesarean at all a thing that happens regularly? Um, I
1: think for some people it does.
0: Okay, thank God, because like (laughs) I love watching that. Of course you do. I I like. I it's not
1: it's not for me.
0: Okay, fair. I feel like most lesbians say that, but I'm glad that you said that it's a thing that can that that because I feel like something came out like in the past couple of years where people go scissoring isn't a thing and porn lies to you and, I, and I'm always just curious about that because I'm like is I feel really like you? for the most part no right I don't think people
1: typically gravitate towards it because it is incredibly awkward is
0: it? <laughs> yes. yeah I guess it would be imagine <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's a, just like
1: let's mash bits together and see what happens it's like, like a, no a
0: <laughs> jigsaw puzzle that sounds almost that painful literally <laughs>
1: jigsaw like from Saw the trilogy <laughs> he's just no. all in scissoring he's like come on come well, here you still claim it for some weird reason. right what is that about nobody does it but we're but we're doing it
0: because okay my thing with porn is is like i do watch a lot of lesbian porn but it's mostly because i just don't want to watch 20 minutes of blowjobs in straight porn i don't care about i don't want to see someone sucking a dick not interested okay not when i'm watching the porn i'll do it but like I don't wanna, I don't wanna you watch, want to it.
1: watch it. It's not a,
0: it's not for me. So that's why, that's part of why I love lesbian porn because I'm like, there's no dicks in here. It's just women getting pleased, and that's like, that's what I want to see. Right. You know.
1: That's totally fair. Right. I feel like most people just watch the woman. Yeah. Even straight people. I
0: straight mean, straight
1: women are like, yes.
0: Yeah. Is she queen. having
1: fun? Is she having fun? That's what Cause, I care about.
0: Because, because I don't ever have fun because I fuck straight men. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. So it's nice it's nice to see a woman having fun. It's nice. <laughs> this is the title of
1: the the video.
0: Stacy's having fun. Stacy's
1: having fun.
0: I'm jealous of Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So Taylor Swift. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we're back to that. Yep,
1: yeah, that was a a huge derail.
0: Wow. Okay, so I'm so glad to hear that you're a fan of Taylor Swift. I'm a Swiftie. I really want to do a live event that's uh, album listen parties live on stage and yes. get commentators and I'll count you in for this if you're in please yes get commentators so we'll play each like so for example when she re-releases Red yes we could do a, a listening party on stage where we play each track and then we have a quick discussion about it can I be invited yes but we want yeah and if you know any other like public facing Swifties yep. like like any performers other performers or, or yep. really like, I know several yeah that that could do that i would love to make that happen because i think that would be fun because i mean i guess her albums always come out at like midnight though that would be kind of tricky but we could do it like the next night yeah we can do the next night we can all pretend
1: like we didn't hear it
0: i truly and the other idea i have tell me what you think about this is i'd love to do a taylor swift themed drag show yes because if i were to ever do to do hyper drag I would totally do it for like that, because I'd want to do Cruel Summer, because that's my jam. I love that. I would be so down. Right?
1: I recently got invited to do a drag king show. Oh, shit. My drag name would be ZZ Bottom. I
0: love that. Are you going to do it? Probably. Going to be a drag king? I I want to. You should. I really should. If you need any help with like contouring or makeup or anything, I could help you with that. I would love that. I be great. I just want like I just want to do it now. Do you want to put makeup wanna, on me now? Chisel the because you, you got good cheekbones already. Oh, thank but you. if you just chiseled them, oof, <laughs> oof, oof. That's interesting. Because like for me, I would want to just do hyper. I would just want to be more feminine. Yeah, which like. I don't know. I mean, I think that's a thing in the drag world. Like no, no, women for sure. women just being bio queens. Is it that's what it's called bio queen? Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's thing. not hyper what what's hyper drag? Do you drag? watch RuPaul's Drag Race? I don't. But I don't watch anything. Oh. Yeah, it's a problem. That's problematic. I know. This is I want to do a super cut now of all the times this has come up on the podcast cuz it's come up a lot. The the RuPaul thing. I just I don't watch shows anymore.
1: That's fair. I stopped watching TV pretty recently. Did you? But know? RuPaul is oh, it's... something I will always watch. Like, I will make time for it. I will prioritize it.
0: I think if I had a roommate that was watching it, I would easily start watching that. Yeah. I think if I lived with someone who watched more TV, Yeah. I would watch more TV. But because I'm like, I'm on Crave, I'm on Netflix, like, I'm on all these, like, and I'm paying way too much for all of them, mind you. Not real. And it's like... Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm I I. At the end of the day, I'm just scrolling TikTok. I'm just scrolling TikTok. I'm just like oh little little micro videos is what I want. A little
1: serotonin boost. Yes. Rather than investing in a whole.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> that's totally fair.
0: Right. It's just that's all my brain can take. Um. But okay, we have another segment though. I'm excited to get to this one. Um. So do you have an unpopular opinion? <laughs> Don't hate me for this, but it's time for an unpopular opinion.
1: I'm not sure Which how is, unpopular it is, but yes, here Fergie is underrated.
0: Ooh, yeah. Okay, defend yourself.
1: <laughs> Fergie's moment in pop culture history was the biggest she was the moment 2006 to 2008
0: is that clumsy era yes london bridge era london bridges
1: okay her solo album her only solo album to my knowledge the duchess there were five top five <clears throat> singles on it she was like the first person to do that she like held the record really so fergalicious london bridges clumsy there's more there's <laughs> two more
0: there's two you more. Have three of five. That's pretty good. There's more. Oh, there's going to be more. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. One moment, please. So this is um, the Duchess. Oh,
1: Big Girls Don't Cry.
0: Yes.
1: What's the fifth one? Glamorous. Glamorous.
0: With Ludacris. So Glamorous, Big Girls Don't Cry. A lot of spelling. Uh, A lot of spelling. London Bridge, Clumsy, and
1: Forgalicious. Yes. That album was everything. And she is... And she was in the Black Eyed Peas, and she was amazing in the Black Eyed Peas. But people make fun of her now, because, like, she did that really bad national anthem right. thing. Right, 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 right. She peed herself on stage, apparently.
0: I was going to mess- I was gonna mention that, but you want to know what? Sometimes you sneeze, or something happens down there, and you can't help it. Yeah,
1: but also she was on meth, I'm pretty sure.
0: <gasps> oh, okay, wow. <laughs> Sometimes you make mistakes. <laughs> she was. She was on meth. People are allowed to make mistakes. People are allowed to make mistakes. But...
1: People don't talk about that. Like, they, they reflect on eras. Like, people talk about Gwen Stefani and how, like, amazing she was all the time. But nobody ever talks about Fergie. Like, nobody talks about it anymore. But she was amazing.
0: Yeah. You know what? And really good singer. Really good singer. Because if you remember all those times in, in like, Black Eyed Peas songs where she would just belt it. Yes. And, yes. Because, like, the Black Eyed Peas era, like, that, um, Rock Your Body, um, what other songs were there during that time? It was, it was after... When they first came out with, like, Where is the Love? Yes. And all of
1: that. My Humps.
0: Yeah. And my Humps. What was
1: the, the elephant business? Everything that was on that album. It was just amazing. My Humps was a big one. For sure. Don't Funk um, with My Heart. Don't funk with my heart.
0: Thank one of you. my favorites, the song Shut Up.
1: Shut Up. Shut so up. Good. Oh my God. Don't Lie. You don't would don't
0: love that song.
1: Don't lie. <laughs> 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 what does that mean? <laughs>
0: Shut up. Just shut she up. She sings shut up, up to up. the mirror every shut day. Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. You're, you know what? You're right. I would say I agree with this unpopular opinion. Thank you. Yeah. There's some, there's some, but she hasn't done much since then, eh? No. What's she, do, what's that bitch doing?
1: She is doing nothing (laughs) queen of doing nothing but she doesn't have to she's she is forever iconic in pop culture history i think the duchess is one of the best pop albums of all time i believe
0: that and nobody
1: just ever talks about it anymore but it's it's Um, very good
0: can i throw another one to you please who i also think is severely criminally underrated is miss carly ray (gasps) Jobson.
1: Yeah. So true. It was like
0: the it's the 10 year anniversary of Call Me Maybe. It is the 10 year
1: anniversary. And people don't call, call anybody me. anymore. That's wild.
0: Isn't that insane? So do you know of the 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 Jepsen effect or the is it Jepsen effect? Um so there's this theory that someone wrote about all Carly Rae Jepsen songs even though they are poppy and dancey and happy-sounding, they are actually all deeply heartbreaking. Because if you actually look at what she writes about, it's all about, like, longing for someone, wanting to run away with someone. It's never about having someone. That's true. Which is why I love her so much. Because she's, like, a sad girl and a pop star. Relatable. But, like, the music is so good. It is. It's a pop. Right? It's a sad pop. Sad pop. He, like, yeah, this guy went, like, he... He was essentially just like, here are all these like sub themes, like, un- and at least every Carly Ray Jepsen song has at least one of these themes. And it was insane. Like, he made like a whole chart about it, and it's it's legit. It's legit. She has yet to write about being in a happy relationship. Because people relationship. don't write about being happy. They don't. Nobody's they don't. like,
1: I'm happy and content. Let me write a song. Like, no so and then this was you write thing a song with, to cope with how sad and angry you are
0: this was the thing with Taylor Swift though when she wrote Folklore Nevermore and even Lover like because she was with Joe yeah um, during those eras and she wrote from other people's experiences yeah that's fascinating writing from do you ever like have a friend be like that's not what really happened <laughs> Like, they'll hear a song that you wrote about them, and then, then they go, um, fact check, that didn't happen that way.
1: No. No? God. Good. No. I
0: guess because it's your perspective of what happened, of yeah. their, of someone I always else's tell them, like, I've, I've sort of
1: inputted my, you know, little, in, weaving in my life into your life, in a way. Like, it's not always 100% from their perspective, for oh, sure.
0: interesting. Like, you're, like, seeing yourself in their shoes. Absolutely. Kind of that's like I wrote so a
1: cool. like, only song I wrote during the pandemic was about my friend's pandemic breakup. But then it ended up like I ended up going through my own pandemic breakup like three months later. So it ended up being right. extremely relevant and a lot of it ended up making sense because it was like I was writing from my perspective, too. It was just a future perspective. Oh,
0: that's really cool. And sad, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> but beautiful that you have this outlet. When did you write your first song? How old
1: were you? I think it was 15.
0: Yeah, it was really bad. 15.
1: Was this this was the girl breakup? <laughs> the girl that you dated for two years? No, no, that would have been when we just first started dating. So no. Oh, yeah, not quite. No. But um, no, I think that one was about a boy. Unfortunately, those things. Ew.
0: I know. I dated
1: men for so long. Like I had a Did like, you really? The first person I ever dated was a girl, and then I dated men for like seven years.
0: Oh shit! I like seven years of bad luck.
1: <laughs> did you break a mirror before you did it, Ben? <laughs> I probably did. I pr- clearly I did. That's what I did to deserve that.
0: And was that straight? Seven years just guys? Yeah. Oh shit! How would that go for you? Horrible. <laughs> it's <was laughs> not fun. Sucks. What made it not fun? Like what? What? What stuck out to you as the? yeah, this really isn't for me. I think just after
1: Thanks. several failed relationships and just not feeling the same, I was just like, I was very convinced I was bisexual and I really definitely was not, but I convinced myself that I was. Right, I, I would just like to say something. Please. Yeah. One time we were walking to get wine and we were hanging out with Ben oh and you were like, fuck dicks, I like vaginas.
0: <laughs> Is that, was that no official,
1: official? Like, okay, like... Jade. And then you kept, you had like this whole thing how you like <laughs> vaginas. I was dating a man. Yeah, and how, yeah, so I was like, She's not gonna be on men much longer. I feel like, and I was like, Jade, do you just like girls? You're like, Probably, and it was this whole thing. So that's how I knew that you're a lesbian and not bisexual.
0: You knew before me, (laughs) (laughs) clearly.
1: Oh my god, they could have saved me years of heartbreak and confusion if you just said, Jade. Come on! And,
0: and what when, are you doing? When did that re- like realization happen? Like where you went? I'm not actually bi; I am a lesbian. Like what?
1: It was in the middle of like my most recent relationship. I was like, I just realized that. I, have you ever heard of compulsory heter- heterosexuality? No, tell me about this though, please. There's like a lesbian master doc about this on the internet. Yes, it's wild. So basically, it's just like this theory that. You are performing as liking men because you seek male validation, mm-hmm. or whatever you know. Certain circumstances make you feel this way, societal pressure, whatever, and and then sort of unlearning that.
0: Oh, okay. Makes you realize it's who more you about validation. Are. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Is this a fancy way of saying daddy issues? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fancy daddy issues it's a daddy issues in a bow tie <laughs> that's what's it called again compulse compulsory heterosexuality essentially i've been taught that i need to please men yes. and be with men because of environment and the media and all of these things right is exactly. that essentially what it is essentially yeah that's these pressures pressures we're we're giving in to what society has essentially told us that's interesting though so so did you actually have a moment where you went i am done with men like was there a specific moment totally yeah i was
1: just like it's done dicks are done (laughs) goodbye dicks forever
0: dicks are done that's a good title too Was there an actual this is what I always wonder about like these like realizations about like sexuality and stuff. Do you actually have a coming out process for every time you reach these realizations? Like where you tell people everyone? Maybe not everyone, but the important people. Yeah.
1: But I don't know, I still not everybody knows in my life that I'm like fully lesbo oh. for life for sure. Right. But it does it doesn't really matter. Does that make sense? That totally
0: makes sense because I do feel like the like being queer, yeah, is such like a nice warm umbrella, yeah, that you can just like be yourself under. Yes, it. and then and then it, and then it really doesn't matter what happens within that because you're just like I'm just me and I'm just loving whoever I want to love. Totally, you know, that's but incredibly like, yeah. true. Yes, such a co- like I I've recently been like I think I'm demisexual and it feels weird being under that rainbow where I'm just like I just I just like to like people. Yeah. (laughs) But it is technically on the asexuality spectrum. Yeah. But like, I just don't feel cool enough for it. I think you're cool enough for it. Oh, thank you. Welcome to the rainbow. Oh, it's so nice and colorful here. I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. So what do you look forward to? Like you, you went through a heartbreak. You've learned things. You're having fun right now. What's the plan for the future? Are you looking for something steady? Are you just, like, are you, or are you just, like, having fun being your single self currently?
1: As someone who, like, gravitates towards being in a relationship, there's part of me that wants to be in something steady, but I also know that that's probably not the best course of action right that's now. That's smart. I feel like I need to, like, continue to process what's going on and just, like, do me.
0: Are you someone who loves yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I do love Because you mentioned being self-deprecating.
1: I can be. But yeah. I think overall, I'm okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe I don't love myself. I have lukewarm feelings about myself. But every once in a while, I'm like, yes, I'm feeling my oats. My roommate will be like, she's delusional. And I'm like, yes, I am. I'm hot shit. I'm a model. I'll do my makeup and I'll be like, I'm a model. Someone <laughs> give are. me a contract. And then my roommate will be like, she's well, delusional.
0: People in your life gotta keep you humble. Yeah. That's for sure. Yep. But I, I do think that like, yeah, we have to embrace like feeling ourselves more. Yes, you know. Absolutely. Like being That was something I did notice about like your social media. I was like you do seem very confident. And do you find that that confidence is I mean, you mentioned getting nervous before you go on stage, but like is it something is it challenging for you to like maintain confidence or does it just come naturally to you because you're so awesome? <laughs>
1: That's so nice of you to call me awesome.
0: <laughs> you Aren't, are so awesome. It does not come naturally to me.
1: I have to convince myself I'm awesome. I really do.
0: Do you do like affirmations or anything? Affirmations are really hot right now. They are
1: hot right now. they
0: <laughs> so hot right now.
1: I don't do like audible affirmations, but I do, I don't think negative thoughts. Like I keep them out oh, as much God. as I can. Like I don't, I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, I look fat. Like I don't ever say that. Ooh. Ever. But I'm not like the thinnest person on earth. I wouldn't say that either. But I'm like, I don't ever make negative comments about my body out loud.
0: That is so important. Ever. Because
1: I know that if I did, I would be a sad bean.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. We are our own biggest critics and bullies. Yeah.
1: So I try to stay away from that because it's like, that's a dark place. I'm good. That's
0: awesome. but like you do you feel it like I feel like when you're insecure you should still feel embrace feeling insecure because like if you ignore that I don't know that can be that can be but it's the the thoughts and the speaking out loud negative self talk to yourself which I think is so dangerous it's so dangerous like it's okay to not you start feel to believe every day. it yeah I feel like if you're
1: saying it you believe it yeah which is like it's like the it's like negative affirmations if you're doing that
0: yep yep no nope. you're you're not. You're not wrong. Do you have a stage before you go on stage? I mean, because being a performer, you not only have to be concerned about like how you're feeling in yourself, but like you are showing yourself to like a crowd of people. Do you have any like rituals to like get yourself in that zone of like Beyonce mode? Beyonce mode, like Sasha confidence. Fierce. Sasha, yeah. yes. Do you have an alter ego?
1: A Jade Benet. <laughs> That's totally who she is. That's totally who she is. Oh my gosh. No, I don't. I I just, I just, I just take a second to breathe and like think and, or not think about anything. Usually before a show, I just need to be alone. And like, I usually, if it's a really important show, I get super bitchy and everybody around me just needs to like not talk to me. If it's a really
0: important show. Uh, Oh, how bitchy? I want to know.
1: Like, is it like diva? Diva? Does your diva come out? No, I'm just like rude (laughs) just like sarcastic and like just bitchy and I always apologize afterwards I'm like I'm really sorry that I was bitchy but I was just nervous and then the other person is usually like that's fine
0: that is fair any type of high pressure situation I feel like is a good time for people in your life to just go yeah it's time to back (laughs) off
1: that's why I hate meeting people before shows because I get the yes. same way. Like yeah. I just like I get really quiet and when someone tries to talk to me. I am shorter than usual and like I am kind of bitchy, but I'm like, that's not me. And then
0: afterwards I'm like, oh, hello, let's be best friends.
1: But then- even after, like, you know, I just went through this traumatic experience of being on stage, like leave me alone.
0: Is it traumatic? No. <laughs> but you know, it's, but just- it's it's a lot it's a lot of energy. Yes. It's a, there's a come down period. I need like 5 minutes. Five minutes, only five. Yeah, only five, and then I'm good. After a show, holy smokes! I mean, I do, I do seven minutes of stand up, and I'm like, I'm good for the night. Leave me alone. Like, (laughs) I can't imagine like a long show because you're in. So you do solo stuff, yeah. But you're also in an '80s cover band. What's the band called? Height requirement. Height requirement. I love that name. That is such a great
1: name. It's a funny origin story. Is it? The guys used to play in a basement, so you had to be. A certain height like you had to be short enough to be able to be oh in God. the band to play in the basement i, like,
0: love, that. The basement. Right? Like, I, I love that right i love that <laughs> which if if you like do you, and you like doing the the 80s cover cover songs what's i your, love it what's your favorite song to do edge of 17
1: <gasps> ah Stevie of course Nicks love that song of
0: course you would you would pick that yeah you, you you're the type to be able to do it too that's the thing that's very nice Thanks. we do a mashup
1: of that song and um another one bites the dust and it's so sick
0: that is so fun I love that, it. like i feel like your band would be what i would want at my wedding i would want it to just be 80s yes 80s and 90s maybe too please hire us yes i will keep your contact information for when i am 60 and uh Maybe finally getting married. Yes. At sixty. Ugh. I love that.
1: <laughs> and you can be my um minister or whatever at like my wedding.
0: Yes. Yeah, when I'm sixty. Do you want to get married? Is that is that something that's um Is this a proposal? <laughs> you were so smooth about that. That was so fucking smooth. You are a flirt. flirt. Oh, my God. really (laughs) Wow. I'm so sorry. That's actually a great... Yeah, I actually did say it. Like, do you want to get married? But (laughs) is marriage something that you want in your life? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. I
1: I don't know if I want kids. Like, I'm good, probably. But I, I think marriage would be cool.
0: I think so, too. I care more about marriage than kids, I think. Yeah. I think I get more sad thinking that I'll never be married versus I'll never have a kid. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Uh, And I I don't know why that is. But I also don't think, what about like, how do you feel about weddings? Like, would you want like a wedding, wedding, wedding? Or would you want to just like do something basic and simple? I would definitely
1: want basic. But then I also want to have a big party because like I want my family to be able to get drunk and like have fun.
0: I want a party too.
1: I want a party, but I also, I want the ceremony to be like low key and cheap because I'm
0: low key and cheap. Right. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah yeah things change as you get older it's weird you realize like what's important like weddings for me i always wanted the big wedding big shebang. and then now i'm just like i just want a quick ceremony with like just some really close people and that's
1: it yeah that's
0: what i would want so it's i'd also be down for eloping like fuck yes eloping would be because really well what eloping is saying is like we're just making this about us and fuck y'all you know, like, re- and really, like, that's how it should be. We shouldn't be worried about what floral arrangement your second cousin would want to yeah. see on a table. Fuck that second cousin. Right? I know.
1: Like, it's my wedding, bitch. I know.
0: I do want to wear a wedding dress, though, at some point in my life. Yeah? Yeah.
1: We could go to Frenchies and just do that. <laughs> <laughs> just go try on wedding dress. <laughs> we could make this dream come
0: true pretty quick, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a snorter. I do. She's a snorter. I do think it'd be so fun to do a mock bachelorette party for like single people. Yes. So like, pick a night for a single, and you don't count Sarah because you're happily in a relationship. Please be a part of it. You can be part of it, but you can't be the the main center. I don't be the main event. I just want to be a part
1: of something. <laughs> it's like, please invite me. I'm sorry, I have a
0: boyfriend. <laughs> God and I think like we we literally make it like we pick a a fake name for the oh actually no it can it can be the same name but we make up a name of the fiance and we go out and try to get like free drinks from people because it's a bachelorette party I love that right let's do that I would like to do that yes maybe yes. in like
1: a strange city I'm, just to add an I'm extra I'm
0: actually engaged so
1: <laughs> oh yeah we could do an it wouldn't have, have to be a lie. We can do like a fake pre-bachelorette party before my bachelor party. When
0: did you get engaged? Like, two years ago. Bish get married already. What you waiting for? I don't know. We'll wait for Sarah's intoxicated episode for this. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but oh my gosh, I, I think we're, we're going to wrap on this episode, but I think we should do a bonus episode if you're down. Yeah. To do. Are you going to write a song? Let's do it. I think we set the timer to 30 minutes. Okay. And we, try to, and we try to write a song. I'm into it. In 30 minutes. Um, so stay tuned for that. But Jade Bennett! Hey, d- is there anything that you want to say to the world? Because the whole world is listening. Um, that we haven't touched on. Um, I mean, listen to my song, Damned. Please, Please. listen
1: to Damned. Please it is that. such a jam. And also my song August that is on streaming services. Oh, I need
0: to listen to August. You haven't heard August? I need to listen to your version of August. I did I did actually see August on there. I will listen. You need to listen to it. You would like it. It's it's Taylor Swift vibes. Is that's it summery? Cool. It's summery. Okay. I'm going to get it in. I feel like Damned is a, a very fall song. It is a very fall it's song. It's like sultry and dark. Yes. But like, that's why I love it. Yeah, because you're
1: like I'm sultry and dark.
0: Yes, bitch. Um, <laughs> please follow Jade too. Follow what's your Instagram?
1: Um, at Bennett Jade on Instagram. TikTok is at Jade Bennett with two A's.
0: Yes, TikTok and i talk
1: two ends two T's, bitch. Do it, do and, it.
0: Yeah, and look Jade up on Spotify and stream all of her stuff. Yes, yeah, Spotify, Apple
1: Music, Deezer. Deezer. Does anyone use Deezer?
0: I don't even know what that is. I know my podcast is on Deezer, but I don't even really know what it is. I don't think anyone does. Is it? What's the best? This is actually a good question ended on. What's the best way? Like, if someone wants to support a local singer, musician, band, is Spotify a good place to go to do that? Or are there better... Are there better options? The best thing
1: to do to s- would be to go buy their album on Bandcamp or something like that.
0: Yes. That that's the ideal, right?
1: Of the streaming services, I think Spotify's like the worst. I think Apple Music plays pays slightly more. Um Amazon might be up there. Okay. Deezer might be up there, but I know Spotify is absolutely the bottom of the barrel worst for in terms of like how much you make off of a stream. It's like it's like less than a penny or something crazy.
0: Buy full albums if you can. Yeah. Go to live shows. Buy tickets to live shows. Yeah. Follow follow local musicians. Like one thing I love is that like I'm starting to discover so many more local bands and musicians from like reaching out to get music. Yeah. That I'm like holy shit! I'm actually like really loving this and like discovering people and stuff. And that needs to be done. So you got to stream Jade's maybe we'll play August on this episode.
1: <gasps> that would be awesome. Yeah.
0: Let's play August as the the feature song on this one. I would love and that. oh my gosh, Jade, it was a pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me. It was so
0: fun. You're such a talented human being. I'm so jealous of your talent oh. and you're going to, you're going to go far no matter what you do. Love you to death. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. You get to ring the bell. No, no, no. Make it Don't special. Then,
2: someday, tonight, Woo! i <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to the intoxicated podcast if you enjoyed this week's episode make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on apple podcasts you can also give us a follow on facebook and instagram at intoxicated podcast and check out our video episodes on the intoxicated youtube channel until next week feel hard and talk hard this podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan, co-produced by Sarah Nicole and brought to you by the messiness of life.